Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we bring you another episode with a band that I'm proud to say that's from my scene, Initiate. I've been a fan since 2016, since the demo dropped. I remember I was at, I want to say it was For the Children. It was some show in LA. I, I cannot remember. And I I remember I, I missed the first initiate show for some reason. I, I don't remember why I couldn't attend, but we were at this fest and I knew Crystal was there. And at that point, I had never met her before, but I knew we had mutual friends. So I reached out to my buddy, Jake, uh, shout out Jake from Idaho. He was uh, at the fest and I asked him, I'm like, yo, do you think you can talk to your friend Crystal to see if they have any initiate merch left over because i'd like a shirt he was like oh dude he's like you're a fan of her band like let me introduce you to her and i did not want to meet her like in that situation because i was just like oh like i, I didn't want to come off as like a fanboy or just some like weirdo i i just wanted a t-shirt but he insisted he's like no like it's totally fine like let like let me go introduce you and it was at this fest and it was just like really fucking loud. And I was just like, there's no way this is going to be a proper introduction. So I was like, oh, I was like, here we go. Like, let's just go get this over with. So he brings me over to this table and like, she's there with like all of her friends and he's like giving the introduction, but it's just like, it's just so hard to hear. Cause it was just so fucking loud. And uh, she seemed really gracious and um, nice. And I, I don't think they had any merch on them at the time because they weren't playing. We were, we're all just there. And I just remember just being really embarrassed, but um, that's my random initiate story. I love that band. I appreciate everything that they do. They're a hardworking band. I think all their releases have been solid. I was just bumping before long a couple of weeks ago, not knowing that they're about to drop Lavender. And it's just funny how uh, the universe or the universe, excuse me, works. Uh, I was just revisiting that record. And sure enough, it's just like, hey, here's a new one. And I'm like, oh, OK, like I'm like super down to check this out. And listening to Lavender for, for the first time, I could see the, the growth in them as a band. And I even had friends reach out to me and tell me that they think that Lavender's their best release and they could see the growth in them as musicians. And I thought it was awesome. I was like, cool. I was like, I don't have to be the only person in my friend group who thinks this band's awesome. It's just like, I've been banging this drum uh, for a while and I just wish more people would understand that this band's awesome. Uh, they've always been awesome and I'm always happy and willing to support them in any way that I can. So I was really excited that Alec was down to come on the podcast and talk to me about his time with Initiate and, and just about the new record. It, it definitely meant a lot to me that uh, he was willing to come on and do that, especially so soon after the release. And even while he was um, out at LDB doing his thing with Dare. So I really appreciate him for doing that. And I'm honestly super psyched on the record and stoked to see what they do this year in 2020. And I hope you guys are along for the ride and enjoy this podcast. So please, without further ado, welcome Alec to the podcast.
All right, and we're live. Welcome to the podcast, Alec. Yo, what's up? Thanks for having me. Uh, if I'm gonna be honest, I was uh, like, like kind of nervous to go and approach you at, at program the night that I did, and I uh, was happy that you were down to come on the podcast. And I thinking back, like walking up like towards you to go like introduce myself, I was like, shit, like he's talking to Dan. I, I don't want to interrupt the conversation, but I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go say hi and see if he's down to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. I get that a lot, honestly. Like I, like people will say that I'm like really unapproachable, which is kind of funny to me. I mean, like, cause honestly I'm awkward as hell. Um, I don't really know what to say at most times, but I guess I just have that kind of face, like that dickhead face, you know what I'm saying? That people are just like, yo, I don't want to talk to that guy. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad that you approached me to do it. It's really, really cool. So yeah. And uh, so do you, uh, you play guitar and initiate, um, which is awesome. But before we get there, I, I kind of wanted to go back to um, the beginning of like how you got into hardcore, um, where you're from and how you grew up. Word. Yeah. Um, I mean, just like from the beginning or. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, are you originally from California? Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, born and raised in California for sure. Um, been here my whole life. Um, but I grew up in Northern California, like in a small town, uh, outside of Sacramento called Yuba city, which no one has ever heard of, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I, I born and raised there, uh, started going to shows. I mean, like I was always, I, I've been playing in bands since I was like, you know, 15 years old, you know, like I started in like, you know, some shitty pop punk band or whatever. And then like, you know, obviously, you know, in high school and shit, like, like you started listening to, you know, whatever your friends were listening to. And, you know, everyone was just like into the metalcore shit at the time, you know? So I obviously like joined a metalcore band and then another one, you know, just like hopped around people like asked me to play guitar in their bands and shit. So I was just like doing that for a while. Um, and while I was doing that, I joined a band, um, with my homie, Chris, shout out Chris B. Um, who ultimately like got me into hardcore, like for the most part. Um, I remember we were playing in a band and he was like, yo, um, you know, like I'm going to the show tonight. Like if you want to roll through and I was like, yeah, for sure. Um, and I was way too young to be going, you know, I was like riding with him and my, my parents were so sketched the whole time. They're just like, you're going where? Like you're going into the city for that? Like, <laughs> and like the, the spot, which is, uh, uh, which used to be called branch street, uh, 3130. Um, it used to be like some shed in a backyard, which is like, honestly, the, like the sickest, it was the sickest venue that I've ever still like been to ever. But anyways, he was like, yeah, like let's roll through the show. And I think about it now and like the very first hardcore show I ever went to is just absolutely insane. Like the lineup was, um, a local band called plead the fifth, uh, who still plays in Sacramento. And then it was a tour coming through and the tour was rotting out down presser alpha and Omega. And I think minority unit did a secret set and soul search. And it was just like, I remember going and just being like completely like just a terrified because people were just, you know, 
beating the shit out of each other. Yo, sorry, can I cuss on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, people were like beating the shit out of each other, and I was just like, you know, a little kid at the time, and I was just like, yo, this is the craziest thing I've ever been a part of. And ever since that, like, I was just in love, you know, and started playing in like hardcore bands from there, and then moved down to Southern California to go to school. Um, been down here for about, I think since like 2015. And yeah, basically just, you know, Crystal hit me up to start a band and the rest is history, I guess. That's crazy. So uh, going back to like that show in the shed you're talking about, um, you mentioned bands like Alpha and Omega and Minority Unit. And I like forgot how awesome those bands are it sucks that they're not around anymore but it's cool that i'm obviously rotting out down presser they're still around doing cool stuff and it's it's just a trip to think about that it was in it was just like a literal shed yeah it was it was literally like like imagine like someone's backyard tool shed that they just like expanded to fit like maybe 150 people maximum and they just like makeshifted a stage and like had a PA and speakers in there. And it was just like, it was crazy. Like it was, it was something straight up like out of a movie, but it was just like, it was just what we had in Sacramento. It was the spot. Like I still talk to people about it, like who are from like, you know, SoCal or like any, you know, anywhere that literally like they, I bring up branch street and they're like, Oh dude, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like that shit was so sick. That's wild. Because when I think of Sacramento, um, the bands that come to mind are like Hoods and Trash Talk. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just like, "Oh, dude, you must love Hoods." <laughs> Do you? <laughs> uh, I I I think I'll go on go on to say uh, no comment on okay. that one. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah. You know, I feel like that band's just like really interesting because uh, when Prayer for Death was out, I was like, okay, this is like super awesome. Then I saw them and I realized it wasn't the singer that they had on the record. And then I come to realize that they just will always switch out members. And there's like pretty much just like one consistent dude, which is like, you know, Mikey Hood. And um, I don't know, like I felt like they had some really good records but um, I feel like just a lot of people just didn't really care like after a while, just because there were so many lineup changes. And I, I feel like that, that can affect your fan base. Yeah. I mean, like obviously among other things, like people who have are still in Sacramento and shit like that, like know about, about some shit, you know, which is, uh, you know, it happens okay. to, uh, you know, every now and then. But I mean, it's just, they're just one of those bands that it's like, you know, they just, they fell off, you know, and it just is what it is. So they don't really come around anymore. So, you know, somebody asked me, uh, I, I think it was like, like maybe a week ago or two weeks, they played in Riverside and one of my homies, <laughs> yeah. one of my homies hit me up and was like, yo, did you go see hoods in Riverside? And I was like, uh, no, I was like, I didn't even know they were in town. Like I didn't see a flyer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, they play everywhere except for Sacramento. Like it's, it's pretty funny. That's wild. Um, well, uh, speaking of um, like lineup changes, uh, you guys, uh, do you guys have a solid bass player right now in initiate? As of right now, no. Um, it's it. I mean, it's definitely 
something that's on our mind all the time. Like we're, we're definitely just like, dude, we need to find a bass player. But luckily, you know, we, you know, where like, we know a lot of people who are like great musicians and who are just down to fill in. So, I mean, we're definitely very grateful for that. Um, that we have, you know, a couple of people that we can just hit up and be like, Hey, you want to learn these songs and play these shows, you know? So it's pretty, it's, you know, pretty convenient with that. Yeah. Cause I, um, obviously I, I'm friends with Kyle who used to play bass and I noticed like he wasn't playing and it was this, uh, this other guy, I, I don't know his name, the guy with the glasses. <laughs> oh yeah. Mike. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, shout out to Mike, but yeah, so I was just yeah, really curious because I, I, I saw you guys as like uh, newest, uh, promo photos and it looked like you guys were, um, one member short. So that's why I was curious to ask. Yeah. Cause I mean, right, right at that time, Kyle just, you know, decided to take a step back from initiate, you know, which is fine. We all like supported it cause he wanted to like put all of his artistic endeavors into Apsara, which is fucking sick. That man rocks. Shout out Apsara. Um, but yeah, he was just like, I just, you know, won't have the time, you know, wouldn't be able to invest all the energy and everything. So he just decided to opt out. Um, and we, you know, supported him for that. We're all still friends with him and stuff, you know, it's no hard feelings or anything. So. And uh, is there just like an open call for like people who would want to play bass <laughs> or uh, how's that working right now? Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, we're still looking, you know, despite like, despite obviously, you know, having planned, you know, to have fill-ins for, you know, a couple of these shows coming up, um, and you know, in the near future, um, it's definitely still an open slot. So, so to any of you bass players out there, fucking hit me up, dude. <laughs> okay. So, um, I, I guess we can start at the, the beginning. You briefly mentioned that, uh, Crystal hit you up in the beginning to start uh, initiate. And was that back in 2016 or 2015? Oh fuck! I, I'm awful with remembering dates, but I, I think off the top of my head, I think it was honestly the beginning of 2016, like early in the year. Okay. Um, so like she and I, so I listened to the episode where she like where you were like talking to her, and she said one thing that I do remember is she didn't remember where she met me. I remember where I met her. So I was I met her at a spot called Churro Burrow which no one fucking heard, like has ever heard of, um, some like weird little dessert spot, but literally like we, me and a homie of mine were like going to meet up with people and she happened to be there and I met her there and basically we just like kept in contact. But ever since then, you know, it was like, you know, pretty much, pretty much like she and I would just like, you know, message each other like on like little things or we would see each other at shows and say what's up you know it wasn't anything crazy but but yeah like the the tweet that i sent out i remember i was like a, you know a shitty day at work <laughs> and i was just bummed because i obviously wasn't playing music at the time like i was just working going to school full time and i was just like yo like i would love to play music again and she it, I, it was like five within five minutes she just like DM me. and was just like, yo, let's start a band. And in my head, I was just like, I don't know this person that well, but I mean, fuck it. What else do I have to lose? And so I was just like, yo, let's go. And she, I, I don't think that she expected that response, but I was just like, yeah, let's fucking do it. And I'm glad that she did. 
when you had moved down to Southern California, uh, you weren't um, in any active band or wanted to pursue anything at that moment. So was initiate your first go at a band since moving down here? Yeah. I mean, I moved, so I moved down um, and I was kind of still in a band in Sacramento called Crossface. Um, shout out Kevin K. But he like, like basically I just couldn't take the time to, I just couldn't take the time to fucking just go back up North and like all the time, you know, I was, I, you know, like I said, I was working full time, going to school full time. Like I just, I wasn't able to do it. Um, and so I basically like, we didn't break up, but it was, I just told him, I was just like, yo, like I can't do this, you know? Um, and so, yeah, when Crystal hit me up, like it had been maybe close to six months since I had played music. Um, and obviously I was just like itching to do it again. So it was, it was definitely like the first go at me playing music in, in LA. And all the songs on the demo, did you have like these riffs like stored or is this just something um, you guys like wrote all together? Uh, I mean, it was definitely, so when she hit me up, she was like, Hey, you know, like, I don't know what, you know, kind of style you're going for or like what, what you fuck with or whatever. So she was just like, you know, these are the bands that I like. And I was just like, all right, cool. Like, fuck it. I had always just like written all the music and all the bands that I had been in previously. So I was just like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll have a bill at it or whatever. And so I like, I wrote the demo. Like I wrote, I, I wrote the tracks. I I'm kind of a fucking psycho and all like, I write full songs in my head. Like okay. I, I literally like, I write all the riffs and like all the drum and bass parts, like in my head, like, like full structure and everything. And then I basically bring it to practice and I'm like, yo, this is what I have, you know, let, and then like bounce it off people and be like, yo, it's like subject to change, so, you know? But when you get the band practice and present it to the other members, since you write it all in your head, do you have to like play the parts for them or you just, um, like, <laughs> how do you describe it to them? <laughs> yeah. And that's the hardest part. Right. Cause I'm just like, I have this like idea in my head and I probably sound like such a fucking weirdo. Cause I'm just like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, that's cool. But like, this is what I was thinking about. And they're just like looking at each other. Like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but, um, but no, it's like, it's cool because like, I, I try to just like, I try to vocalize my ideas as best I can, but that's the cool thing about, bring it to other people is that other people have different styles and approaches. So obviously like when I bring something to Austin, cause Austin and I, you know, like he's the, he's the main person that I, you know, write the music with is I like, I bring it to him first and I'm just like, yo, what do you think about this? And he's like, that's cool, but I would do it this way. And I'm just like, all right, sick, let's go. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's awesome to um, have like somebody else, um, have input because they do have a different perspective and, you know, could like, you know, have awesome ideas as well. Instead of you just kind of, just kind of bringing it to the table, like, Hey, this is the song, like, let's play it. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so you guys wrote the demo and I, I remember when you guys like first came onto the scene, I, I was like, Oh, I was like, this is like cool. Like another new band in Southern California. This is awesome. 
and I definitely was into the demo. Like I remember hearing the intro for the first time and thinking like, wow, this is like really sick. Like I'm stoked to see how this band grows. Um, do you remember uh, what like the reception was for the band when you guys put out the demo? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when the demo came out, I didn't know a lot of people down South at the time. So legitimately it was like all people up North, like, when I blasted it over social media, they're just like, you know, cause I, I had always been attuned to being in like heavier bands, you know, like, cause that's just, you know, that's Northern California. Like Northern California is like a majority of just like heavier bands. And so like when I put it out, you know, obviously like it's a complete departure from what I had previously written. And so everyone was just like, yo, like this is not you. Like what's going on? Well, obviously like there is, there was a lot of people who definitely supported it too, you know, because at the time, I mean, California didn't really have a lot of like, you know, bands with female vocalists at the time. And so like, obviously they, they, they liked the music obviously, but you know, it was like, having crystal on vocals too. It was like, it was definitely cool. Cause people were just like, Oh, this is different. I like this, you know? Yeah. Did you guys ever run into that um, uh, thing? Cause like I, I never uh, would look at hardcore bands with uh, you know, females is like the vocalist is like a different type of hardcore band. Like in, in, from in like my perspective, I'm like, Oh, it's just another hardcore band. Like I, I never thought it was anything like uh special or they needed their own categories because like you know you, you see the the female fronted like hardcore and to me i, I just never really understood that because uh, to me it was always just um another band because like to me it made no difference if, it, if there was like females in the band or if there was just males in the band it was just a band to me yeah i i mean i'll <clears throat> i'll say it i'll say it once and i'll say it like a million fucking times like female fronted hardcore is not a fucking genre like it's not and the sooner that you get that out of your fucking head like the better will all fucking be so it's not a fucking thing but i mean obviously people see a like i mean i don't want to say that people like like tokenize us for it but i mean you know you can't you can't actively say like, Oh yeah. Like people just see us as another hardcore band because it's like, that's obviously not accurate. Like people are still, you know, people are still sexist and people are still misogynistic in that aspect, you know, no matter what. Um, and so obviously like we did run into it a lot in the beginning. Um, obviously it's been less and less, you know, just because I think we've just been around long enough that it's just become normalized. But I mean, we, we actively, you know, try and play with bands that are not like us at all, simply for that aspect, you know, that to show is just like, yo, this is just as normal as they are, you know, and you saying that it's like, you just see it as like another hardcore band. It's like, that's honestly, that's all we want straight up. We just like, we don't want separate treatment. We don't want anything like that. We just, we literally like have us in the same field as, you know, everyone else, because that's just how it is. Yeah. And I feel like you guys have definitely shown that. And, and, you know, as long as you guys have been around, you guys have never acted like you wanted any special treatment or deserve any special treatment, special treatment. Um, yeah. You guys just seem pretty normal to me because I've talked to, uh, obviously I'm um, now you, I've talked to Crystal. I know Kyle. Yeah. I mean, normal, obviously like that's all like, 
we're not fucking normal. We're all weirdos as fuck. But for sure. I mean, like, yeah, but, but no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, we, yeah, we don't want preferential treatment because it's like, then what was all this for? You know, if we're getting, if we're getting different treatment than, you know, all of our friends who are just putting in as just as much work as us. And it's like, what's the fucking point, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely get that. And one thing that I um, have noticed is that you guys have uh, been pretty active since you guys came onto the scene um, with at least putting out something like every year since. Is that important for you guys to stay relevant that way? Or is that just the way it kind of has worked out? Um, I mean, I, I don't think we really had a game plan you know, it, when we, when we were first starting up, we were just like, yeah, let's just like record some music and put it out. Fuck it. You know, we, like we didn't really have any plans. Like we didn't like, go into it being like, yo, we're going to get fucking big. You know, it's like, no, I don't think any band that eventually gets successful, like has that in mind, you know, from the get go. I mean, we just like, we record the demo and we put it out and we're just like, if people like it, they like it. If they don't, well then shit, whatever. Um, but I think after we put it out, and, you know, our, our first show, you know, Madison hit us up, like to play it, you know, with fury and praise and all that. We're like, yo, that's insane. First of all. Um, but I think since we like people just like, like the demo so much, they were just hitting us up to play. And so we're just like, yo, like we need to write more music. And I think it was Austin's idea. He's just like, yo, fuck it. Let's just write a full length. <laughs> and the idea of having a full length was so daunting to me that I was just like, I mean, sure, I guess. And so I was literally like end of my junior year, I think in college going into like my, like my last two semesters, just writing the full length. And I just remember my life just being so hectic, just like trying to, (laughs) trying to balance school work and writing the full length record. But I think like the idea to put out the full length, uh, like before long was just to be like, yo, like, let's just show them that it's like, we're willing just to do the work, you know, because it's like, you don't really get, you don't really get a lot of bands that, you know, they release a demo and then they're just like, Oh, by the way, here's nine songs after that. You know, like they, they're usually just like, yeah, here's a demo. All right. Here's an EP. Here's a split, you know, whatever. Um, we were just like, yeah, let's like kind of make a statement, I guess, you know? Yeah. Cause a lot of bands don't make it to a full length. They'll do the demo or EP and a lot of times bands will just like fizzle out. No, absolutely. And I mean, that's, that's a scary thing for a hardcore band, right? It's like a lot of people don't really talk about full length records. They talk about, you know, comps or, you know, seven inches or demos and shit like that. And it's like, obviously like from a hardcore band's perspective, it's kind of like in the, like you kind of describe full length records as like, all right, this is it. You know, after this we're done because a lot of people don't, you know, don't look at full length records as, as accepted as, you know, some of the other previous releases, you know, because it's hard, it's really hard to write like a consistent hardcore record that everyone's just like front to back fucking bangers that everyone loves. You know, obviously you're going to skip through some of those tracks. Uh, You're lucky to get like three or four songs that people like, you know, so obviously like when Austin was like, yo, let's just do it. And I was just like, I mean, at this point it was the, the same mentality. It was just like, I mean, what else do we have to fucking lose? Like, let's just do it, I guess, you know? 
And luckily, you know, we put it out. Um, and like, it, it was definitely accepted, you know, people definitely liked it. Um, but I think it's definitely, you know, it's one of those looking back that it's like, we could have done a better job, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we're not the same band as we were at that point. So, so uh, you talking about, um, writing the full length, you guys, um, release those two live promo songs at that point. Um, how much of the record did you have written? Um, I'm trying to think. So we went in to do that. And I think a majority of the record was written already. I think it was like more than half done. So it's like, we did those two songs because those were like the first two songs that we wrote for the record. And I think we were already like working on, you know, finishing up the record at that time, because if I'm not mistaken, we went in to do those like in like February or March or some, it's like sometime like I, I, I'm, like I said, I'm terrible with remembering dates, but I think it was like around that time. Um, and you can fact check me on that for sure. The, but, um, uh, I just real quick, the, the band camp says it was released May 18th, 2017. No, dude, I was so fucking off. Um, <laughs> but, but no, actually that makes sense because I think like we, we recorded that and at the same time we were finishing the record. Cause that makes sense because I was, I was, um, finishing up like doing finals for like my second to last semester or, um, yeah, like I think around that time or, or my last semester of school. And it was just like the most hectic time in my life. Like I was just like pulling my hair out, um, like finishing school and yeah, like finishing writing that record. Um, so yeah, I, I think, yeah, it was literally like we recorded those songs. I think we were like two songs away from being completely done. And then I think basically we recorded those, put them out and then did a tour and then came back and wrote before like not wrote, but like recorded before long and then just like sat on it until October. And why'd you guys sit on it for so long? Was it because you guys were busy with tour? I mean, just life, you know, like all of us just have busy lives. It's just like a lot of moving parts and like, getting everyone like on the same page with, you know, artwork and like all this like layout stuff, just like, you know, little things like that and tour obviously, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it was just like, it was a lot of stuff just like, you know, moving around. You know, it's crazy is um, when I had Crystal on the podcast, when I had initially asked her, I, I had no idea the record was coming out like on that day she was coming on the podcast. So it was kind of a, like, one of those weird things where I'm like, damn, like this is like a good like timing, I guess. But I literally had no idea the record was coming out that day. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we, we sort of just like, we're in the chat just like, yo, let's just fucking drop it, dude. <laughs> and we're just like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. And just like released it. So, yeah. And you know, I, I, I liked the record and I have listened to it like a ton of times and I was even listening to it like a couple of weeks ago, just wanted to like revisit it. And, um, the one track that always stuck out to me was, uh, um, at least. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever played that live? Cause like I, I've seen you guys a bunch of times, but I haven't made it to every show. So I was just curious Have you guys ever played it live. Um, we played it a handful of times. We definitely like, 
messed around with it like right when the record was released. We definitely played it at our record release. Um, and then we did a tour after that with Dare that I think we played. Um, I think we played it twice, but it was just like a lot of people liked it, but it was just sort of a vibe that we're just like, yeah, maybe this is just like, this is just something that belongs on the record, not live. <laughs> Okay. So we just we just left it at that. Yeah, because I, I was always curious because I I feel like since that track will like was so different from the other stuff, just like you know um, vocally, um, I felt like that could be like this track that people would go nuts to hear just because it was so different. Um, so I was always just curious about that because like I always wanted to hear it live, but I I just have never got the chance. I mean, I'd never say never, man. We could we could just throw it in like I don't, I don't know you know every now and then we like to change it up so but i don't think it's i don't think it's been talked about since that tour but i mean it could definitely be brought up in conversation you know yeah and and uh, you know in anticipation for the new record i was curious if you guys were gonna go back to that well and have another song sounding like that but you guys chose not to was there ever any idea to do something like that again um, in terms of like, like have clean singing and stuff yeah. like that, like sort of like that vibe. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I think in talks of lavender, I don't think that was on the table just because I think, um, and obviously like we can talk about this in like another question if you have it, but I think it was just like the idea going into lavender was just a completely different, you know, completely different beast. You know, we were just like, we approached it like we unlike the rest of our releases, we went in with a game plan. Yeah, at least I did. You know, I, I went in and I was just like, yo, this record is going to sound like this. Um, and so like, I think we were, we were more determined to produce a certain product that we were just like, yo, like not to say that we won't do that again, but it's like, I don't think it belongs on this, on this release, you know? Okay. And it kind of trips me out when I, I think about how long it's been since before long came out. Cause it, uh, maybe it's cause I'm older now and time just moves different. Uh, I, I, I did not realize yeah. that it came out so long ago, like the end of, well, October, 2018. And here we are, you know, we're still like pretty much at the beginning of 2020. But when I was looking at the dates, I was like tripping out at like how long it had been. And I, I know you guys have released that single, um, last year and was that always the plan to have myopia on the record? Um, I don't, I don't know if, I mean, we wrote myopia. It was the first song that we wrote. Um, and I don't think it was like in talks of being on like on an EP. Cause I think we were, I mean, I, I do think that we were talking about, um, sort of just like releasing, an e like like having another release after before long but i don't think that we had you know any idea of like what we wanted it to be but i had these riffs like that i was sitting on for for a minute um for myopia and um <clears throat> sorry my voice is fucked um but i i think like we sort of like we wrote myopia and then we realized that it was just like not def not really like a departure from our sound because I mean it definitely still sounds like us but it was definitely like it was different it was a different vibe altogether and so we like we wrote that and then I was just sort of like okay this is this is the start of the EP for sure 
Yeah, because I, I remember when it dropped, I was like, oh, cool. Like, new music from Initiate. Like, we can expect something soon. But there was just, like, a, a pretty significant gap in between, like, the that single dropping and the record coming out. Was there a reason for that gap? Or were you guys just still in the middle of writing or did life get in the way again? Well, so there's a few reasons. And some of them I can touch on and some of them I can't. <laughs> okay. But, um, I mean, definitely, I mean, life is always busy, so it's always going to get in the way a little bit. Um, I mean, you know, this isn't our job. We don't really make money off of this. So we're just like, you know, we're doing this as like a hobby that, you know, occasionally like has us do cool shit, you know, but I think we had, we, this was the quickest release that we wrote period. Like, and it was, it was honestly like, seamless like we it was almost like every week we had a different idea for a new song and it was basically like i want to say within a month we had it written it was crazy it was like it was honestly the easiest thing that i know i've ever had to do you know we all came in like with an i like basically with a game plan for it which is just like this is what we want it to sound like um and we did it but i think we definitely you know we we were in talks with people releasing it um, and you know, there was, there was some roadblocks with that, you know, like the people who were going to release it pulled out, you know, and obviously like, you know, when dealing with like, you know, people like that, you know, it, it takes some time initially to, you know, get, get basically like, you know, the contract going of like, okay, we're going to release this record. We're doing like a full rollout, you know, all this different stuff. And then, yeah, when they pulled out that sort of, you know, through a wrench and things too. So it was just like a lot of things were, were obstacles in the way of us like releasing it that eventually when all was said and done and the smoke cleared, we were just like, all right, like all the bullshit aside, like let's just finish this on our own and fucking release it. So real quick, did you guys uh, record the EP at paradise? No. Uh, so okay. because, um, we recorded it with our friend Rolly, uh, who's, who's done a, like a bunch of stuff. Like he's, he's doing the new rotting out record. Um, he's, I, I, I don't know off the top of my head, like exactly who all he's done. Like his, his roster is crazy though. Of, like people that he's recorded. I know he's done like stick to your guns shit and stuff like that. He does a lot of stuff for pure noise records, bands and shit like that. Um, but he's, uh, in Santa Ana, I believe. Um, and it was basically, you know, going along with, you know, the idea for the record is that we wanted it to sound different than before long. And so we're just like, we could go back to paradise. You know, we love Colin and everyone there. Like, that's our fucking boy. But at the same time, we were just like, you know, let's do something different. Let's make it sound different. And, you know, Austin knew Rolly, Jack knew Rolly. And we were just like, yeah, like, let's go to him. Like, he's sick to work with. And you know, he knows what our sound is. And so like we went and it was the best recording experience that I've ever had, honestly. That's awesome. And I was asking because, uh, I see on your band camp, uh, all your releases before have, have been done at paradise and on the new EP, it wasn't listed who you guys recorded with. So I was just curious. Oh Yeah. Yeah, that's that's our bad for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine because I I feel like you guys do like a pretty good job of um, having all the information there, especially um, you guys have lyrics up on your songs, which I think is awesome. I hate when bands don't do that. Yeah, me too. I hate that shit, honestly. 
but going back to lavender um i i don't feel like there was like a huge buildup for it i feel like it just came like really sudden which isn't a bad thing but um i was uh like i'm guessing now it's because you guys were just like kind of hey like let's just put it out now since like all the other stuff kind of fell through is that the reason why it just kind of came out like it felt it felt like pretty sudden because like there wasn't like that long of a buildup yeah i mean there so there definitely was supposed to be a buildup uh-huh. Sure. Like, you know, like I said before, you know, we were in talks with people to, you know, help us release it. And, you know, they had an idea of like, like I said, like doing a full, a full rollout. Like they wanted to like do the announcement, you know, announce the art, you know, yada, yada, yada. It was like, you know, step A, B, C, D, you know, it's like a long, a long, you know, basically just like how like bigger bands do it now, you know, they wanted to do like all professional and shit. And so we were basically waiting on that and because everything fell through and you know we were basically on a time like on this like long ass timeline we were just like getting impatient and so we're just like yeah like let's do it within the week you know or like within next week and so you know we sort of just like put our heads together and we're just like yeah we'll do this this and then this and we'll just like we'll just fucking put it out there because at that point we had been sitting like by the time that we released the record we had been sitting on it for you know, months at the time. And we're just like, we're just, we just wanted to be able to release it and ultimately just like play these fucking songs live because they, you know, we love them so much. So. Yeah. Well, it's a, you know, to me, I, I guess it's a bummer that things didn't work out, but I'm happy to hear that there's some interest because I, I feel like you guys are awesome like great like great band and i i'm I'm surprised that uh you guys aren't on some like big label (laughs) um yeah i mean and you know i've talked to crystal about this before and it's like you know ultimately because i i feel i feel kind of bad because it was it was my idea to be like yo like let's send this out to labels you know, like, cause I feel like this needs to get like a physical release and shit like that, you know? And like, I told her like when everything fell through like, I felt super guilty about it because it was sort of my idea. And I feel like I pushed people like, you know, each of the members into it, but ultimately, you know, it worked out for the best because I mean, if they, you know, if they, if they pulled out, you know, then it, it showed that they didn't want to work with us in the first place. And so at that point, you know, we've always been sort of DIY and just like, you know, doing it how we want to do it. Um, that we're just like, fuck it. Like, let's just do it. And, you know, I, Crystal and I have shared the idea that it's like people kind of sleep on us a little bit. I mean, which is fine. You know, I don't, I don't really give a shit. Like that's their own fault, you know, but you know, if, if that's the way it's going to be, then we'll just prove to them that we can fucking do it on our own. Because honestly, that's more of the hardcore mentality to just be able to be like, all right, fuck you, fuck a label. Like, let's just do it. And it, it does like hearing you that like blows my mind. Cause it's just like people should be paying attention. Cause if I, um, you guys, um, actually, uh, last year played like my favorite show of the year, which was the show at program with terror, like it or not big takeover. I, I thought that that oh, was yeah, like, that show rocked. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, that was like my favorite show of like the entire year. And then, just seeing you guys play Sand and Fury for the first time, I was like super stoked for you guys. 
But then last year, seeing like the the opportunity you guys got to play the Half Heart show on the Thursday and then also be on the main fest, I'm just like, like when I hear, um, you know, you guys think that people sleep on you, it blows my mind that people do because I'm like, you guys are playing these like awesome shows because you guys like like the level of music that you guys are writing. I I think it's well deserved. Well, first, first of all, thank you so much. Like that honestly means like the world to me. I mean, I know it means the world to all of us, but I mean, it it definitely like makes me feel great to hear that. Like, thank you, first of all. Um, And to, to touch on, you know, the idea of like, we, as a band, when we get offered shit like that, we honestly could like, cannot believe it. Like, I remember when I got the call from Crystal to be like, yo, like, I want, she, I think she called and was just like, yo, are you sitting down? And I was just like, why? Like, what's wrong? And she's just like, no, I'm about to tell you something crazy. And when she told me that, you know, A, like, we're going to be playing Sound and Fury. Who's playing Sound and Fury? And then they, and then she was just like, oh, and by the way, they want us to play the pre-show with them too. And I, like it's one of those things that it's like people probably see that we're on these flyers and on these, you know, posters with, you know, bands like have heart and shit like that. And they're just like, Oh, okay. You know, sort of roll their eyes. But it's like, it's one of those things that it's just like, we, we as like individuals cannot fucking believe it. Like still to this day, you know, we see people post about our band and we're just like, yo, people like us like what the fuck is this you know it just like it never really hits us that it's like you know we always think that we're just perpetually slept on and to see people actually you know ride for us is is honestly so sick yeah because i go i i look at that um pre-show and obviously you guys were on that with rotting out who's also from southern california but if you look at just like our state California as a whole. And you think about the amount of good bands that are from here and only two got asked to play that show. I I, I feel like it speaks volumes. No, I, I mean, absolutely. It's it, absolutely like, yo, California, like it's not only the best state on like in the United States by far, but it's like me personally. And obviously I'm biased, you know, we're both biased, but it's like, like we've got the best fucking bands, like hands down. Like we have, I, I mean, literally look at who's playing shows right now and who's like the big names, like right now, you know, we have like dead heat drain dare, like all these, all these bands that are coming up that it's like, you know, people five or six years from now are going to be talking about those bands, you know? And it's like, the fact that, you know, a band like have heart was just like, no, we want initiated to play was just like, I, I don't have words for it, honestly. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was awesome and I was stoked to see you guys up there. And like, like I said before, I I think it's well-deserved and uh, the fact that, um, you know, people could still be sleeping on you guys. It's just um, like, it's their loss because I, I feel like, I, I like to enjoy these things in real time. I, I never want to look back with regret and be like, shit, that band was good. I, I wish I could have been at those shows. It's just like, nope, I, I'm going to, um, you know, ride for them now because I can see it. I listen to the music. I'm, I'm you know, obviously I'm here talking to you because I'm a fan of the music. So it's just like, it's just crazy that, that people just can't like 
you know, see these things now, especially like when I, I do things like this, I, I try to tell people like, Hey, this band's awesome. Please check them out. And then some people just don't. And it's just like, all right, whatever. It's fine. I'm going to still enjoy it. No, absolutely. And it, I think, you know, that that's just sort of how it goes in this genre. You know, it's like, it's, it's sort of like along the same lines as like, you know, painters or like art, you know, it's like, there's that saying that it's like, you know, they'll only love you when you're dead, you know? And it's like, you know, you think, you think about it and it's like all the bands that are like, you know, you see like fests, like this is hardcore and, you know, UB and shit like that, that, you know, that bring back these bands, you know, from a certain time period and people like, people who are around at that time fuck with them, but also it's like younger kids come around and they're just like, you know, they watched a YouTube video once like from them playing in like 98 and they're just like, Oh my God, I can't fucking believe that this band is on this flyer is on this fest, you know, and shit like that, which is honestly, that's the beauty of hardcore to me is that it's like, you know, you can find shit like that from that time, but also, you know, like you said, like enjoy it in real time. It's like, it's you're you're honestly the minority of that group when it's like when you can say like no i was there you know at this date you know when they were playing that shit because it's like obviously a ton more people fuck with them you know later on down the line but it's like it's better and cooler in my opinion to be like no i was there with you know 20 other people who actually gave a shit yeah definitely agree because i can appreciate reunions but i feel like and and i've said this time and time again but i feel like they've kind of like been there done that like way too many times it's just like uh like hey there's a crop of great bands in this current generation of hardcore let's put a little more focus on that instead of the bands who have came and gone which still deserve respect but i don't feel like they should be the, the main focus over the current generation of hardcore no, absolutely. And and I mean, like, no, like, it, it's no disrespect to the fests that do that, you know, like, it, it honestly, like, it takes so much fucking work to like, to be able to do that. And it's like, like, this is hardcore and you be in like fest and like, you know, even, you know, Sound and Fury, like, it takes so much work and effort to do that. And, you know, it, people like look forward to that every year, and it keeps, you know, hardcore alive, in my opinion. So I think that's sick. But yeah, to also, you know, go off what you're saying. It's like, you know, I've heard time and time again, it's like, dude, like literally the best bands that have existed yet are the ones that are active right now. You know, it's like the bands that matter most are the ones that are touring and still putting out music now. You know, it's like I, those to me are the ones that everyone should be giving a shit about. Yeah, definitely. Because I remember like years ago, like, there would be more bands doing full U S tours. And I feel like these days bands are just doing that less and just doing more regional stuff, which is fine. I get it. It's hard to take time off to do a full U S tour. So it's just like, I feel like we need to like fully support these bands that are, are actually still able to make it out to your city. So I definitely um, agree. We got to support like the you know current generation and all the bands like working hard to just get out there and put, themselves in front of other scenes and just try to grow their audience. No, absolutely. I I mean, like, I think with how the internet is nowadays, like it makes it so much easier to not have to tour. You know, it's like, you see a bunch of bands that are just like, you know, we're only going to play the fests because honestly, that's all you really need anymore. But I think all like I, when I first was going to shows and shit, like I was at the tail end of, of bands doing like full us's and shit like that all the time. 
And so like, that's sort of what I came to know was like all these bands coming from like everywhere, just, you know, play some, you know, some shitty shed in Sacramento. But like, like you said, it's like, you just, you don't really see that anymore. So uh, I was curious, uh, you guys did a little run in Texas a while back. Can you talk about how that whole thing came together? Cause you guys toured with, um, my friend's band unexpressed, which I thought was awesome, but I was just uh, curious how you guys made that connection out there in Texas. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, so Crystal knows Jordan, uh, vocalist of Unexpress. uh, she's, she's homies with him. And basically, you know, we had the idea of like, Oh, like, you know, we've noticed that we get a lot of streams and plays from people in Texas. And so we're just like, you know, we need to make it out there eventually. But you know, one thing that we obviously didn't realize is that it's like, Texas is such a massive fucking state that we're just like, I think we were, I think we did like three or four shows and it's like, it's so hard. Like you need, you need at least five or six days alone to do Texas just because it's so huge. Um, so a lot of that tour was driving, but, um, but honestly, like every show was sick except for, I, I think we played Austin the last day and it landed on Easter Sunday. And so we played like a bar in Easter Sunday to like maybe five people. <laughs> but, um, but honestly, like it, it was a, it was definitely like a cool experience to see like people, you know, that, you know, go to places that we've never played before. And people like, honestly, like loved us, which is honest, like a really cool experience. Yeah. I, I've never been to Texas, but I, I always hear like how big it actually is. So I definitely am curious to get out there at some point. Yeah, no, it's, it, you know, it's, it, if you're going to go like plan it out and like, look at how long the drives are, because I mean, there were, I think, multiple, uh, like, I think at least three of the trips were like at least eight hour drives, like eight, like eight to 10. Like it was, it was rough for sure. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, you guys recently played at chain reaction. You guys played, uh, both nights with movements. Can you talk about what that experience was like for you guys? Cause I was, a, I was at the first night, which I thought was a, a, a great show. Honestly, both nights like were insane, you know, and like I was actually I was talking to Patrick about that. Uh, shout out Patrick from Movements. Uh, he's fucking sick. They, like we still thank him to this day for putting us on that. Um, but I mean, both days were just fucking nuts, man. It was like it's so cool to like see someone from there, like because honestly, like they're they're more of like, you know, a pop punk band, like sort of you know, sort of vibe and to see them or at least Patrick just like fuck with like the hardcore bands around the area and want to put on for them. is just, is so sick and like put together like a mixed bill like that, because I honestly think mixed bills are like fewer and far between, but I think it needs to happen more often because it draws so many more different kids in. Um, it was, it was definitely cool because we played each night, like in front of a crowd that we wouldn't usually play in front of. Like, obviously there were hardcore, bands, like hardcore kids there to like see the hardcore bands, but you know, a majority of people, like I noticed a lot of people just like up in front of the stage, just like watching us, like eyes, like wide open, like, what is this? Like, it was cool just to like, see, you know, the different perspectives and shit. 
Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of mixed pills because, like you mentioned, it does bring in a lot of different kids, which is a good thing because you never know who's going to become a fan of the music that you're playing. So I think it's awesome to be able to put it in front of people who normally wouldn't go out to something like that. Maybe it's because they're unaware and they've never even heard of that kind of music before. But um, I, I think it's cool because I... I'm a fan of more than one type of music. I like more than just hardcore and I'm sure there's a lot other, there's like a lot of other people like me. So it's always cool to see the different genres mix. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I, you know, if like for the most part, I don't listen to hardcore music. <laughs> like I listen to a bunch of different shit. And so like, I think, you know, mixed bills, they bring kids in who, you know, who, like I said, wouldn't usually be there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, we, we announced that we're playing a show pretty soon and we're like, we decided to put our friends slumped on and you know, they're, they straight up sound like Weezer, but we're just like, yo, like honestly, a, it's a palate cleanser. Like you don't always want to be hearing fucking, you know, beat down riffs and shit like that. Like, obviously like that shit is sick, but it's like, it's nice to, you know, be able to like just stand and bob your head and enjoy, you know, a different sort of sound. And also it's like, you know, people are going to come out to listen to that who wouldn't come listen to your band. And you know, that's another person from a different walk of life that you just affected, you know, which I think is so sick. And you guys also got announced that you guys are playing wild Rose in Calgary, which I think is awesome. Cause I actually know one of the guys that has a hand in booking the fest. Um, he was actually on the podcast a couple months ago, but I had no idea you guys were going to be on the bill. So when I saw the announcement come out, I was like, Oh wow, that's like pretty awesome. Have you guys ever been to Canada before? Um, personally, I mean, I know, uh, I think all of us like individually had been, but not to play music, like as a band, like to play music, we haven't been, this is our first time. Wow. That's awesome. And when, when you guys were asked to play, were you like even aware of the festival? Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we had, you know, some friends in other bands who had played, you know, like the prior years. Okay. So we knew, you know, what it was about and, you know, Austin, like, got hit up by one of the guys who books it and he knows, you know, he knows he's from the area and everything. So like when he hit us up, he was just like, yo, like wild rose in Canada asked us to play. And we're just like, yo, sick. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm looking at the flyer right now and obviously there's a ton of great bands from the U S that are going to be out there, but even some of the Canadian bands that they have on the bill, I, I think is awesome. So it's, it's going to be cool to have like a lot of like, you know, people from America see these bands that normally don't get to make it um, to the United States for whatever reason. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked for them that they get to um, obviously play in front of like a different crowd, but also stoked that they get to see bands like uh, initiate play out there for, for the first time. No, absolutely. And you know, it goes back to me saying like, you know, when we're given these opportunities, like as a band, we're just like, you know, we honestly, like I said, can't fucking believe it. So we're just like, yeah, you want us to play Canada? Like, I've like, yeah, let's fucking do it. You know, it's not even like a question. Yeah. You guys can say you're international now. <laughs> no, <we're> like, <laughs> on, on our big shit now, apparently. Um, <laughs> so you guys uh, announced the release weekend for Lavender and you guys are playing a show. Uh, well, you guys are playing three shows, one in um, L.A., Sacramento and San Jose. And I, I'm a huge fan of the L.A. day. I'm, I'm going to be there. A huge fan of 
Epsara and Wise. I was stoked to see them on that bill with you guys. Um, but I was curious that you guys have two Northern California dates. Um, is that just because of timing? Because um, I, I would uh, expect like more Southern California dates than NorCal. Was it, um, there like a specific reason for that? Um, I mean, I... I think because it was sort of, it was talked about that we wanted to do, you know, a release weekend. Um, and I like initiates never played like Sacramento at all. And I haven't been, I haven't played back home in like close to five years now. Okay. And so I, I basically wanted to, I purposely like booked those dates around like going there. Um, and so obviously like we knew that we had to do the first day in LA just because like, you know, that's where the most people ride for us. That's where like a majority of our homies are. Um, and so, yeah, like we decided to put wise and Upsara on there just because, you know, those are our friends. Um, and then, yeah, I, I basically talked to everyone else in the band into being like, yo, we need to play Sacramento. And, you know, I hit up, I hit up my, my boy, Damien, shout out Damien. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I got you. Don't even worry. You know, literally everyone on that bill is my friend. And I just like, I can't wait for that show. I know it's going to pop off. And then we haven't played the Bay since the last tour we did, which had been, you know, almost like, yeah, like close to, I think over a year now. And so we're just like, yeah, like we needed to go to places that, you know, we hadn't played in a while or that we hadn't played at all because, you know, we played a a bunch of shows in LA and like orange County and shit like that. And we're just like, yeah, like let's, let's go out there. Fuck it. I think it's cool that you still want to pay respect to Sacramento. So it's cool to be able to see you guys out there and on the, um, the other Northern California, excuse me, the other Northern California date, I was uh, hoping to see tsunami on the bill with you guys. I, I thought that, that would have been pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, they, they, they got a game plan going that I like, we obviously are like respect and shit. So we didn't want to step on any toes. I mean, those are our friends too. Like we, we love, you know, Joseph and everyone. So, you know, we didn't want to like, obviously that would have been fucking sick, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we don't think that it would have worked this time around, but. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm super stoked to be there for the release weekend, um, for lavender. Do you guys have plans to do more traveling in 2020? Cause I know you guys have been to the East coast before. Do you guys have any plans to go back or maybe play the Midwest? Um, I Midwest is definitely something that's on our mind a lot. I mean, we, we definitely need to go out there eventually. Um, it's just, you know, figuring out, figuring out the logistics of it. You know, it's like, you know, all of us have, you know, full-time jobs, you know, and obviously financially it's hard, you know? So, I mean, we definitely do have, you know, we have the record release weekend, then we have wild Rose. And then, you know, we basically have this bracket of just like open time, you know, until we definitely have some plans, uh, this summer coming up that like are in the works right now. So I can't really divulge that info yet, but basically just, you know, keep your eyes out for it. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty, pretty big, hopefully fingers crossed. If it works out, um, it should be fucking sick. But, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty open to, to things as of yet, you know, obviously like we want people to hear the new record and, you know, if people want to hear it in their area, you know, just fucking hit us up and we'll, we'll try our best to do it, you know? 
Dude, uh, I want to see you guys play FYA. I feel like you guys would do really good out there. Dude, I mean, yeah, we've, you know, we've never played Florida. And I mean, obviously, you know, I, I've never been period to Florida, but you know, it's like, I would, I would love to play that fest. Okay. Well, let's try to make it happen. Um, hopefully, (laughs) hopefully the powers that be are listening and maybe they'll, um, you know, uh, jot you guys down and, hopefully have you on the fest next year. Cause I honestly, cause like, I, I feel yeah. like that fest does like a really good job of, um, showcasing like, you know, what's currently going on in hardcore. And when I look at you guys, I'm like, man, you guys would fit in perfect out there. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I whole, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. If you're listening, fucking put us on that shit. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, currently you're in Louisville right now. Yeah, I'm in Kentucky right now. I'm at LDB. And can you talk about why you're out there? Yeah, I, I've been filling in for Dare for the past couple months. They, you know, they had they lost a member and they they had like a bunch of shows that were booked to you know that they needed to do. So I was just like, they asked me, they're like, "Yo, do you want to play these shows?" LDB was obviously the first one. They're like, "Yo, we need to play LDB. Like, do you want to come out for it?" And my girlfriend lives in, you know, the Chicago area. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like I get to see her and I get to, you know, roll out and see a bunch of homies. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? And so I've definitely seen you play with them before. Is this something uh, that's just temporary or are you going to eventually join the band? It's funny because every single time I play with them, everyone's like, yo, are you in dare now? Like everyone's asking if I'm in the band. Um, but no, I'm not, I'm not in the band. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, like I said, I'm just filling in, you know, if, if, and when they need me, um, you know, I can't, I can't commit to being in two full-time bands, especially, you know, like dare tours a lot. Um, and you know, like I, like I said, I have a full-time job, you know, I don't got that much PTO to just blow. Um, I gotta be frugal with it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously, you know, it's just an excuse to play music, which I mean, I couldn't really ask for more. So yeah, whenever they need me, I'm, I'm there. And were you at the fest yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. I've been here. Yeah. We got in yesterday at like around, I think three or so. So, um, in your opinion, who had the best set from yesterday? From yesterday? Uh, God, there were so many bands that I watched. Like, um, I mean, obviously I think inclination had it, had a great set. Um, it was really cool to see them, you know, in, in their element, like around, like in their home hometown, you know, just like see a bunch of people put on for them was really sick. Um, I think they, they write great music and I think they're great people, but, um, I mean, obviously, you know, face wreck, shout out face wreck that like that was by far the the funnest thing i'd seen live like and if you haven't seen videos of it yet you need to see videos because it was like absolutely bonkers um but but yeah that that set was cool um like i stayed for bitter end because that band just fucking rocks um half the room fucking left but you know that was their own bad they fucked up big time but yeah, like there there were a bunch of great sets. And today, you know, today is going to 
pop off just because it's like it's literally nonstop California band. So it's like I can't wait to just you know put on for that shit. So yeah, I, I saw that block where it's like drain dare into dead heat. Yo, straight up California fucking rock block, dude. It's just like <laughs> my body's gonna hurt so bad. I can't wait. It's gonna be tight. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super stoked um, for you to be able to experience that. And damn, that's that's awesome. I can't wait to see the videos because uh, you know Steven One Nine Seven Media. He's there. He's filming like the entire thing. So I'm I'm super stoked to see those videos get posted. Yeah, in the yeah. Near future. Yeah, no, it's, it, I, I saw him there. I said, what's up? But yeah, he's shout out to those guys. Like they've, they've literally been working the entire fucking set. Like they've been on their feet for so long. And it's like, I would not want to be them, but I mean, I love that, like what they do and everything. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, Alec, I, I really want to thank you for you know, taking the time, especially when you're out, um, out there doing your thing. Uh, it definitely means a lot to me and I'm just, uh, really happy that we're able to make it work. So I just really appreciate you coming on. Dude, of course, honestly, like, like I said before, like I'm, I'm really grateful that you came up and like asked me just because like I said, like a lot of people think I'm very unapproachable. So I'm glad that, you know, you found the courage to come and do it because like I said, like, I don't get asked to do this shit a lot, but I, I really appreciate it. It's really cool. Thank you so much for supporting everything. Yeah, no problem. I'm a huge fan of initiate and I hope the best for you guys in the future. And before we sign off, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Um, I mean, just like, yo, like listen to fucking local bands, like listen, like if you like are in a scene and there's like kids that are starting a band, like, fucking listen to their music, go to their shows, you know, like it, that's the shit that matters. Like that's the future of hardcore. Like obviously like lit, like going out to the big fests and seeing that shit is great. But it's like, if you don't go to the smaller shows, like then it's, it doesn't fucking matter, you know? Um, so yeah, like rep your fucking scene put on for, you know, everyone around it because that's the shit that ultimately matters the most. And I mean, lavender's out go listen to it. Like it's on every fucking streaming platform. You don't have an excuse to not listen to it. So yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys again for listening. This has been another episode of the Jamie K podcast. Always on top. <laughs>